real positive of having a scheduled C-section is you can plan your baby's astrological chart. Hi, I'm Rose and this is my wife Rosie. Hi, we're expecting our first baby in the summer of 21. Rosie's carrying the baby. I am. And I'm carrying the weight of her mood swings. Hey! So if you're new, make sure you catch up with the last season to hear all about how we got here. And tune in every week to hear us gradually get more and more terrified of giving birth to a whole new responsibility. Good luck us! To join in the conversation, use the hashtag RoseandRosiePG. You're listening to Rose and Rosie Parental Guidance, a Spotify original podcast. Hi, and welcome back. Okay, so Rosie is 18 weeks pregnant today. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so not only has her tummy just popped off. <laughs> right, it is popped not off. Not just my tummy. Uh, not just <laughs> <laughs> my giant breasts. <laughs> I like Swollen it how we movies. brought breasts up immediately well, at the beginning saying. of the episode. What's exciting is that Rosie was in the bath the other day and she felt the baby move. Yeah, a uh, baby kicked me. Really hard. Um, really hard. I saw my uh, tummy move in the bath. I was lay out relaxing on my phone and then I just got kicked and was like, uh, so Excuse me? Yeah, um, right? What the hell? Put some respect on it. Yeah, give me some respect. Like, <laughs> oh my God, how dare you? What have I ever done to you? Can so I ask? give you oxygen, blood and food, <laughs> nutrients and the calcium blood. from my very bones. <laughs> um, how did it feel? I was crazy. Mm. I still felt it for ages afterwards where it kicked because oh you're God. not used to being poked it for on the inside. So, question, did you poke it back? I didn't that time. Okay. But after, so after it kicked for the first time, I actually watched a YouTube video just all about like uh, babies' development, like babies in general. Obviously. What, you know, I mean, week by week in the womb. And it said when they kick or move, you should respond some way. Right. And then they're learning that every action has a reaction. It's so, like a communication. Did you tell it off? So, Next time I felt it move, which I've never felt it kick again, but I've I've been feeling it move ever since. Right. Like the other night I was in the bath again Mm. and it kind of went tap, tap, tap uh, on me. Right. And so I went tap, tap, tap. Like Morse code. Yeah. Like Morse code. And it went tap, tap. And I went tap, tap. (laughs) And then it went tap and I was like tap. And then it stopped. So I was like, fine then. So do you think the baby's so close to your gas that Mm. it's like, just get me the fuck out of here? that about baby being close to my gas but you know it's in a completely separate area okay it's, it's in a nice close. contained womb it's pretty close okay i like to think that my ass gas is you know not in my womb yeah it's such a beautiful experience pregnancy, isn't it? <laughs> um okay so y- do you know what's really blowing my mind the fact that we are nearly halfway through the yep. pregnancy in two weeks we'll be halfway through and what's really really blowing my mind is the fact that we're already discussing baby number two <laughs> yes so we are discussing baby number two a lot i think for me what's opened me up to talking about baby number two is um the sickness leaving me uh, when i was feeling really sick i could barely survive being pregnant yeah like it was difficult yeah because i was like okay there's i'm not bonding in any way with baby because i just hate feeling sick and all i can think of is because you hate the baby the yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah hate baby. no jk yeah. it was just about surviving now i feel <laughs> not sick and i'm feeling baby move and it's like amazing Aww. and we're looking at decorating the nursery we're oh just starting to look at that we've bought some baby clothes now so now all that's happened we're like right baby number two obviously and also <laughs> you know i really want to have Rose's child, right? I want us to have Rose's child because we both went into this journey both wanting to carry Mm. and I'm carrying now and it's making me think, you know, Mm. I'm carrying my biological baby Mm. and I would like us to 
one of us to have Rose's biological baby with the same sperm so they're siblings. Honestly, I'm in a bit of a situation. It's it's actually turmoil, if I'm honest, because I do want to naturally carry my baby. Mm-hmm. But I also really don't. Mm. And I think that's because I have underestimated what last year's experience has actually like done to me because I think I'm just so nervous to lose another one that I just I don't think I can at the moment anyway it really depends though because you know what I'm like I'm not doing something I'm not doing something fuck it I'm doing it I'm I'm gonna do it better and bigger than ever before and Um, and also I think it's not just it is obviously I'm not taking away from your experience last year you had a terrible experience you lost a child it was traumatic it was horrible you did it in the pandemic awful um but on top of that I think also when I was at my most sick I think that was very frightening for you because you literally had to do everything right uh, I couldn't do anything while I was going for my sickness you were walking the dogs cooking the meals doing the work like doing everything and I was just sleeping and sicking all the right. time and being like incapacitated like right. that freaks me out because I'm like oh but I'm such a busy person and you're like, such a control freak I, not in wow. a bad way but Rose has OCD clinically diagnosed to <laughs> say that in case people are like oh you've got OCD you know no I've she's got, got OCD. diagnosed OCD yeah. and um she is the type of person who sleeps with her eyes open, working in her sleep. Like, she doesn't switch off. And well, I, I actually go to bed answering emails that does. I'm yet to write. Yeah, she does. Yeah. It's so annoying. She'll wake me up in the middle of the night and start talking to me about an email. And I'm like, no. All right, just, okay. No. It's not shit all over Ray's day. <laughs> but um, the point is, is, I think that freaked you out as well. Because I think it's difficult for you. Because um, some people, I feel, are born wanting to be parents. Mm-hmm. And some people... That was never me. No, and it was never me. Mm-hmm. And I think some people are also like, no, I'm not having them. They're child-free or... or, or they're not child-free, but they're not going to carry a baby. Right. Like, they maybe they're in a lesbian couple or whatever, and right. they don't carry the baby. And that's fine, too. <sighs> but I feel like it's difficult for you, because I feel like you're not one way or the other. And yeah. so you're constantly like, I could live my life and not give birth. Yes. But I could also do it. So but what should I do? The next day, I'm like, no, I, I want to do it. So this right. is this is what leads me to this point. Yeah, we formulated a plan. I, I think one of the options, I can't believe you even offered to do this because egg swapping was never something we were even considered, really. Actually, it was you who didn't consider it. I right. said I said from the beginning I'd egg swap. But... Okay, fine. All right. Okay. But carry on. All right, it's a shit all over Rose. No, um, no, it's a nice <laughs> thing. But wait, let me just interject. Rose didn't want me to egg swap because I offered to carry Rose's baby before and Rose felt like it was a... Like she was like, I don't want to have to you to have to go through that. Yeah, I, I don't want was, you to I, have the negatives. Well, put it this way: I thought it was a big ask for me yeah. to say, Rosie, can you carry my baby before you even experience pregnancy with your biological child? I felt like I was out of line almost to be like, yeah, okay, I don't really care about your own experience with your biological baby. Carry mine, you know? I, yeah, I, it's a lot. I understand. And but, also, what if my first uh, child and it had been your egg right. had been very traumatic and then I hadn't wanted any more? It would have maybe stopped right. me. Right, right, right. So, and I just think, yeah, yeah whatever. So, but now. Now I'm like, okay, I'm going to be 33 when your baby's born. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, that's not considered that young anymore, which is crazy. Because In feel, terms of making babies, yeah. I think it's not. By the medical yeah. people, yeah. I consider it young. I still feel 16 and I still dress like a 16-year-old. So yeah. that's where I'm at. But it, it, it makes me think, oh my God, do I need to freeze my eggs then? Just so I have some like, f- like healthy, nice 32-year-old eggs. On ice. On ice. Yeah. You know. um, well, here's the pros of um, us doing IVF. And what's great is we could do it at any time, as in freeze your eggs at any time. Yeah. So even right now, we could do them. I mean, if we weren't in a pandemic, I don't know if the oh, clinics Oh, yeah, that open. pandemic that, thing. That, that's pandem- bit- yeah, but even if you froze them in the pandemic, it might not be the pandemic when you unfreeze them, if you know what I mean. That's true. So the pros of doing it would be your eggs would remain that age. Yes. So even if you got older, well, if, if... <laughs> 
hopefully as you age no I won't get older you're, you're quite right I, I will not age yeah um, they'll stay the same age yeah. and second of all I mean this isn't a big deal because we can always get more but we haven't got loads and loads of sperm left and no. you need less sperm for IVF like one vial of sperm that would have been one go on IUI can actually make many many embryos yeah, 18 like many. billion embryos yeah. depends how many eggs <laughs> you've harvested um, and then also the other pro is that if she decides she doesn't want to carry I could carry her right. egg so either Rose can be a uh, can carry or not yep. but either way you'd have a biological child and our dream would be fulfilled of e- us each having a child right and also I don't have to worry about doing IUI again and and you know worrying that my body might not fertilize the embryo and, and have that guilt even though I know right. it's blah, blah 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 it's not your fault well it ups your chances in that statistically your chances are higher with IVF than IUI because with IUI you're there's, there's no embryo you're putting sperm into your uh womb mm. and hoping that it will meet an egg, fertilise and embed in your womb lining. That's a lot to and do. And stay there in order to become pregnant. Right. And nothing go wrong. Uh, but with uh, IVF, they take your eggs out, they get the sperm, they make a baby, that well, mm. they make an embryo and then they put it back in. All it's got to do is stick. Right. That's all it's got to so do. So it's less work, yeah. isn't it? So Higher chances. I'm thinking about it. I'm really, really thinking yeah. about it. I, I don't think I can go through the process of IUI again and waiting the two weeks. And mm-hmm. I mean, I know you've got to wait a little bit with IVF, but not yeah. as long. And I just don't know if if I can be bothered yeah. to do IUI. But what do you think about that? I think you think it's a morally too much to ask of another person to ask them to surrogate your baby. Uh, yeah. But I disagree. I also, I also I think worry... Loads of lesbian couples do it. But I also worry how that might affect the bond that I have with that baby. Like, Interesting. I, yeah, I, 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 w- that. I worry that I won't feel... A, a com- oh, sounds so bad, but I worry, this is just me, that I won't feel like a complete package mother mm-hmm. if I didn't carry physically mm-hmm. my own biological baby so and I'm sure it. I'm sure other people feel like that and I'm but not how saying do you they feel should about my baby though I love your baby I know it's I mean we're saying my baby your baby I it's our baby. baby obviously our baby but my biological baby but I will say I love your baby more mm-hmm. than anything mm-hmm. but it's not my, my no, baby no I know I know yeah. <laughs> you know but I'm saying about bonding wise how do you feel the bond is with our it's our baby but with my baby <laughs> with your tummy yeah um, how do you feel the bond well, is well do you know what I, I did have a bit of a panic at the beginning that I wouldn't easily bond because I wasn't carrying it. Mm-hmm. But I actually have bonded with your baby a lot. Yeah. Especially seeing, you know, the 4D images. Yeah. Um, I just think, oh my God, I love you so much. Yeah. Um, but it, you know what? It, it, I feel like there is a bit of shame around people who might not necessarily feel that connected to their partner's yeah. biological yeah. baby. I think that's okay because, yeah. I, I mean... I, it is different. It is different. If, and if it helps, I want to add as well that sometimes biological mothers who are carrying the baby don't yeah. feel connected to their baby. That's so, so I, when true. I was feeling sick, I was I had no connection. I was like, oh, that's really this interesting. Is weird. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I do feel like if I carried biologically my baby and I carry, I was the physical carrier. I do mm-hmm. feel like I would feel slightly not different towards the baby in terms of how much I loved it, just different because mm-hmm. obviously I would be growing my own baby, yeah. Yeah. right, and, and, and feeling it kick and stuff it is different from when I'm putting my hand on your tummy and I can feel the little fizzing and Mm. the baby kind of like moving around it's absolutely wonderful but I I imagine it's even more incredible to feel it as a biological carrier and and I'm not gonna lie you know at our last scan I was a bit upset you know thinking oh you know I wish not upset not jealous just a bit upset that I didn't get to feel that and um and yeah, I think that's I think that's okay. And I think if you just address it rather than be like, no, I just don't think they should feel like no that. No one should feel shame. First of all, you can't force a bond. 
It does. It, you can't. You can't. But one thing I will say, I, I, I know that when our baby is born, that baby will... It already is my world, honestly. Well, what's funniest, though, is that um, whether you have a bond with uh, our baby or not, it you can't... Neither of us can control who our baby bonds with more when our baby's born. Yeah, it's going to be me. Because I've seen... <laughs> I've seen um, uh, people talk on forums about how some babies won't go to their fathers or whatever mm. and will only go with a mummy. It's and definitely the not going to go to his father. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the other way around, like, um, you know, I've seen when only the dad or, or other partner then or mother, other mother mm. can get the baby to sleep. Yeah. I can understand why the non-carrying parents may feel like the bond is harder to establish with the baby until it's born because obviously I can't actually contribute in helping you you grow this baby apart from feeding you what you want. Um, <laughs> and I'm doing a pretty good job of you that, are. aren't I? You it was are. a strawberry and a chocolate milkshake the other day, wasn't yes. it? Um, so that that I can do. And I'm really happy to, you know, adopt that role and, and do as much as I can for you, you know, during your first, second and third trimester. But I think when it's all going to change, obviously, when, when you give birth and when I can actually help. I mean, I know yeah. I can't breastfeed, but I can do pretty much everything else, the poo end of things. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's when... And also when I when I look into that baby's eyes and stuff, I mean, that's all going to be so amazing. And I, I really think that's when the bond will be there. But I already... Can I just say, just for clarity... I do feel connected to our baby. I really do. Like, I, I know not, you do. I really, really do. I know. But it was something I worried about as well because, yeah, so when I first felt baby kick, I I was in the bath, so I called Rose and made a run. She ran up and <laughs> came and put a hand on my tummy. But I was worried that you wouldn't be able to feel it. And I thought, oh, I'm experiencing... Mm. I can feel baby move now. Mm. Ever since the kick, I can feel a couple of times a day a bit mm. of movement. And I'm like... Well, if Rose can't feel that because it's so subtle. It's funny because we did a YouTube video uh, not so long ago and it was all about asking people what their... Th- what Their, their assumptions. Yeah, their yeah. assumptions of us as parents would be. Mm. And I got so many people saying, oh... Rose is really, really sad because Rosie's pregnant. She's yeah, not. Yeah, we got a lot of those. Oh, I which really... I wasn't. I wasn't angry about no, those I assumptions. I can talk because people were saying I'm not. I've not been in that position, but I would be if I was Rose. Yeah. People were like, Rose is happy for you, but a bit jealous or a bit sad. But like we, we got that question way more than I expected mm-hmm. to, and I can totally understand why people asked. And you know, we answered it, and we said, you know, there are days where I am really sad, but not out of jealousy, just out of the loss of my pregnancy, rather than oh, I'm Rosie. I'm so bitter that you're pregnant. Like no. I'm so thrilled that you're pregnant. Like you I'm can so be, thrilled. You can mourn. And we can both mourn the baby that was mm. and we can still be excited for the baby that is exactly happening. exactly and i think i yeah you're right and i think that's totally fine i think that's and, fine you know my my mum gets it as well like she texted me the other day like oh you know i'm here to talk i imagine this pregnancy is a bit up and down for you and honestly it is only really been up i only have a few days where i'm like oh do you know what it really sucked that, that didn't work out mm-hmm. the way that we planned but that's life, isn't it? So, speaking about IVF, mm. uh, we've got some friends who've, who tried IUI and then moved on to IVF. And I'd love to have them on the podcast and uh, speak about their experiences. So, shall we give Jessica and Claude a ring? Yes, let's ring, do it. Ring, 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 ding, 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 Introduce yourselves, who you are, what you do, a bit about yourselves. Goodness, sure. I'm Jessica. I'm Claudia. 
Normally she always speaks for me, so that's quite good. <laughs> You're very welcome, wife. We're married. We've been married for four and a half years now. Mm -hmm. I am a YouTuber. I make YouTube videos about LGBTQ+, disability and chronic illness related things. And Claudia's like a special guest star on my channel um, because she has like a proper regular job <laughs> and then also does YouTube. Yeah. Right. Okay. Awesome. Now, first of all, I wanted to congratulate both of you. Yes. Oh, sorry, yeah, go, on. go on. As of today, we are now 20 weeks pregnant. Ah! You are exactly, exactly to the day, two weeks ahead of me then, because today I'm 18 weeks. Ooh. So it's exact, that's amazing. Oh, thank you. Congratulations, congratulations to you. <laughs> thank you. Um, how excited are you guys? Now, I know it's been quite a process because it's been, it's been quite a process for Rosie and I, but um, have you always wanted to have a baby? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I came out the womb being like, so, exactly when can I become a mother? <laughs> wow. Like, how soon until I get my own little one to look after? And my mum was like, uh, chill, please. <laughs> I was like, no, no, I'll have 12. <laughs> yeah, she does worry me with how many children she wants to have. <laughs> I've been watching Bridgerton, like, eight, you say? <laughs> how exciting. Oh my God, we love Bridgerton. Well, She's I like, love Bridgerton. Two. Yeah. Okay, so there's got to be some compromise good. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a good compromise, you know, of, of three, four or five. <laughs> we haven't even had this one yet. So. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, That's I know. True. So you both always wanted children. Did you always know who would carry the baby or was that a decision that you had to make together? That wasn't really a decision that we had to make unlike I suppose most lesbian couples um, because I can't carry children and in one of those weird things where I think your your body kind of knows things about yourself before you're told them from outside I knew even from a very young age that I wouldn't be able to even though I hadn't yet been Wow. Uh, diagnosed and then for told that by a doctor. Um, so from a very young age, I just thought that I was going to uh, adopt and have this massive like adoptive family. And it didn't occur to me that I would have biological children until I actually met you. And suddenly I was like, I want to mesh our genes, <laughs> which was a very odd experience um, as a lesbian woman. Right. Didn't see that one coming. So, guys, was it really tricky when it came to the whole sperm donor aspect? Because Rosie and I didn't really, I think we underestimated how how long that would take us, actually. And then in the yeah. end, we were kind of like, oh, God, why is this taking so long? What's important to us? But how, how did you guys find that process? Yeah, I mean, it's a bit like going on dating, like online dating. It's so much information. And we start thinking, well, no, they, are, they like cats and we're more of a dog person, so they're, <laughs> they're, they're out. And you get a little bit, like, tuned into really silly little things. You do. You really start caring about the minutiae. And the weird thing is, the most important thing to us was health from the very beginning, because the reason that we had decided that we, we couldn't use my eggs and the reason that I'm not carrying a baby is for health reasons. And I don't want to pass down my genetic disabilities. So we were like, we can't make a choice, therefore, that this baby is going to have 
knowingly any kind of genetic issue so we're gonna get like the healthiest sperm we can possibly get yeah but we got a bit obsessed with that mm -hmm. so we'd be going back and they tell you like their great grandmother died at the age of 42 and we were like oh, why <laughs> what did she die of i totally i totally get yeah. it so we kind of narrowed it down based on that makes total sense i mean we were exactly the same yes we got a bit obsessed so you guys started out doing iui like us so how was your experience with iui and when did you decide to make the switch over to ivf the iui was a bit annoying wasn't it because we're such romantics <laughs> that we were in Rome at the time and we got, and I ovulated. I was like, oh, well, whatever, I pre-ovulated. Wait, wait, can we wait. just say why we were in Rome? We were in Rome for my birthday. Not only was it my birthday, it was also the fifth anniversary of you having proposed to me on my birthday, <laughs> yeah. which was also the first birthday that we had had together Aww. because she proposed after four months of us being together. Anyway, we were in Rome and it but was very But it was very romantic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I was peeing on sticks and stuff because that's romantic too. And it was like, oh, you're nearly ready. I'm like, oh my gosh. So we were like, we got back to Brighton and went to the clinic. And we were like, we're just going to try it out. And they were like, they scanned me. And they were like, it doesn't look like you've ovulated. We're not sure about this. We're like, no, 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 it's meant to be. It's, we're going to like get pregnant first time. It's going to be perfect. Uh, uh, we're exactly the same as you. We think things happen for a reason. And we're also very optimistic. But I do think that when you're spending money and trying to make a life, you know, it's it gets difficult, doesn't it? Being so optimistic and yeah. it can be so it's such a roller coaster. Did you find it an emotional roller coaster with the highs of I could be pregnant and then oh I'm not again? Yes. <laughs> we we are incredibly optimistic human beings. It's yeah. quite a flaw in our characters. Uh, but also one of the best things about us. After the fifth time failed, we realised I have a blocked fallopian tube. And we were like, why did we not find this out earlier? We have friends who've just started now trying to conceive. And, uh, and they went kind of through the journey with us last year and said to us, God, yeah, you guys really lost your marbles at the start of the year, you know, when you were really starting to try. But my advice when it comes to IUI, it very much seems like IUI is the cheaper option because yes, if it works first time, it is the cheaper option. If it works third time, it's the cheaper option. But if it doesn't, it's far more expensive than IVF because you're also paying for sperm. Yeah, it's time. true, it adds up. And also how does one budget for something like this? Because it's not the same as buying an expensive item. You're trying to create your family and so, it's really difficult with the emotions, but then, you know, money is important. But it know. takes as long as it takes. So it's just one of those things, you know, it's, it's, it's tricky, it's hard, really tough. But you're halfway through your pregnancy. How does that feel? How are you feeling? Are you feeling sick? Are you craving anything? Tell us all about it. Um, I've been okay, haven't I? Like, I had just normal cravings of like chocolate and donuts and you... anything sweet and... <laughs> no, that's made me feel better because I was craving McDonald's and Coca-Cola and I was like, oh, they're so like not good for you, but I, you know, my body's asking for it, you know? The baby wants what it wants. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And then you read these things that say you can only have 200 calories more a day, but you're like, yeah, we're just gonna... But you can't help it. And... Um, <clears throat> so, could we back up a little bit? Can you talk to us a bit more about IVF. So you switched over to IVF because you had a blocked fallopian tube. Um, 
was it the first time with IVF that you got pregnant? And also, what was IVF like? What was the process like for you? Was that more difficult emotionally? You know, um, because it's a bit of a lengthier process. So talk to us all about that. So we got pregnant after the first time with IVF. So we were really pleased about that. Ah. Um, We actually felt... Um, more confident with the IVF, like after with IUI, I think there's so un- so many unknowns. Mm. Yeah. Um, whereas with IVF, we felt like a lot of the responsibility had been taken out of our hands and given to someone else, and we just had to get prepared mm. for the embryo to actually be put into me. So we felt more relaxed in a weird way. Yeah, IUI feels a lot like it's on you, like it's potentially your fault. Like you've read that little stupid stick that says whether you're ovulating or not incorrectly. You've timed it wrong. It's all on you. You show up to the clinic. They don't give you that much help. Like it doesn't feel great. And you go through that two week cycle of it's the two week wait. Are you pregnant? No, you're not. Oh my God. Here we go again. Got to try again. Are you pregnant? Oh no, you're not. Over and over and over and over. Yeah, I totally understand how you feel, though, about kind of taking it almost personally, like you failed, you know, with IUI. That's exactly how I felt. And I think Rosie and I were talking about it, actually. And um, we are definitely considering IVF uh, moving forward and, and maybe even um, egg swap as well, because I've got PCOS and it's it's slightly more complicated, um, you know, getting pregnant with PCOS. It can be. Um, so it's definitely something that we we are looking into, isn't it? Mm. So, um, so it's good to know that you guys have had such a positive experience of IVF and, um, and and nice to know that 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 could be an option for us. Have you been able to attend scans together or h- how have you felt that um, COVID has affected this pregnancy for you? I mean, it's been rough, hasn't it? Not being able to attend every scan together. Well, Rosie and I haven't been able to. How has it been for you? So I think they changed the, uh, or relaxed the rules by the time we got pregnant. I don't know about what it was like for you guys this time round, but... Um, you've come to all my scans, but not my antenatal well, appointments. Which scan? Do you mean pregnancy scans? Uh, yeah, the um, just the yeah the general health check of the baby, like pregnancy scans. Yeah. yeah. But Rose isn't allowed in to our midwife appointments. Is is Jessica allowed in to your midwife appointments, Claude? No, yeah. no, no. That's it. We get a bit upset about this because I almost want to go to like the midwife and be like, no, no, we're not like regular couples. Yeah. <laughs> We don't spend time apart. (laughs) We're lesbians. (laughs) Sorry. We don't do things individually. (laughs) I totally get it. No, I totally get it. Yeah. And you kind of just obviously want to share the whole journey together. So, guys, have no, you probably have already thought about this, but how do you feel about the birth um what's the plan do you do you have a a birth plan that that often just goes out the window but do you have any idea of how you would like to give birth and where yeah pretty much we're set on having a planned cesarean section for lots of different reasons so personally i don't like the idea of giving birth like naturally i was at my sister's no no my nephew's birth and your sister gave birth to your nephew and you watched it (laughs) I was going to say, I was at my sister's birth, and I was like, oh, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) That's totally clear. (laughs) Anyway, it was a very uncomplicated birth. It was her first one. It was in a water bath. She says it was the most magical moment of her life. But it was really traumatising for me, and I was like, I don't want to go through that. And she's like, you don't remember the pain. And I'm like, yeah, but you were screaming in pain for, like, many hours. 
and that's haunted me. So I'm going to have a plan C-section. I like to, I'm a bit of a control freak. Um, I need to know what time baby's coming, what day baby's coming, who's going to bring baby into the world. And I, and I want Jessica to be healthy and in a good state yeah. and supporting me. We've looked at all the options and really the only way that I can definitely be present at the birth of my child is to have a cesarean because obviously I live with uh, a chronic illness and disabilities and part of that is having chronic fatigue, chronic pain, a variety of issues that I have to deal with and attempt to manage. And part of that is that I have to have quite a schedule and routine in my life in order to maintain a level of health and doing something like having my wife go into labor at any moment I wouldn't be able to prepare myself to have the energy to be with her and then if the labor turned out to be I mean I had a friend who was in labor for three days yeah it happens I would not be able to help her and hold her hand through that and support her with that and then after that be able to help her at home which she'll need so for us it just works best to be able to schedule it to know what's going on to be able to bring the baby home and then i'm at my absolute tip-top best i know that i can schedule in my help my breaks i'll be in my best health situation and i'll be able to help you help the baby be the best mama can be do you know what that makes 100%. so much sense to me yeah. that is such and, a good plan and also a real positive of having a scheduled c-section is you can plan your baby's astrological charts before it's even born <laughs> accurately which is incredible i mean so true <laughs> you know i think the surgeon what a plans. bonus what a bonus well listen i think you guys are going to be absolutely fantastic parents i really yeah. really do and it oh. sounds like you're you're so thrilled to be pregnant and i'm so thrilled for you and i have one final question have you decided what baby is going to call you whether it's mum mummy mama i think i'm going to be mummy and your mama or Mama. Or Mama Archie, sorry, oh, Mama. I love that's Mama. Lovely. It's I easier love it. for me to hear. Oh, that's great. It's beautiful. It's classy. It yeah. suits you. It's beautiful. It does suit you. Oh, that's Aww. lovely. Well, congratulations again, <laughs> guys. You. And thank you so much for coming on and talking about your story. It's so interesting. And if people at home uh, want to find out more about you, where can they find you? Well, they can find us on my YouTube channel, which is Jessica Cal- Fozard, but you can also find it by typing Jessica out of the closet because I understand that my surname is quite difficult to spell. You can also find us on Instagram at Jessie and Claude. Ring 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 ding a ding ding a ding ring 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 a ding a ding a ring a ring 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 a ding. Oh my god, I love those girls. Oh, I love they're so funny they're as well. So and they funny. really they, they we've got so much in common. They really remind me of us. Like they said they were really codependent and needy, <laughs> which is like what we are. So a lot to think about once again. Let's get this baby born. Born yeah. and then think about things. Yeah. <laughs> so next week we're going to be talking all about sex. Ooh, sex and pregnancy. With each other. With each other. And just in general, sex when pregnant. What's the deal with that? Yeah, what we, is the deal? Well, we will be exploring that next week. So tune in and we will see you next time. 
Rose and Rosie Parental Guidance is a Spotify original from BBC Studios. It's produced by Leila Navavi. The executive producers are Alexandra A.D. and James Cater for Spotify and Julie McKenzie for BBC Studios. To never miss an episode, make sure you're following Rose and Rosie Parental Guidance on Spotify and to join in the conversation, use the hashtag Rose and Rosie PG. See you next time.